You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Paul, I think you should do the intro because you did such a good job nah, on the last episode. I don't episode. like doing that. <laughs> Welcome back to the Handmade Podcast. I'm back. Um, I think Derek and Paul did a great job last week, but um, they they reinstated my membership after I got released from the Dominican uh, internment camp, and now I'm, I'm back in town. How are you guys doing? Good. It's good. funny. I thought when I got that email from you, I thought that was a scam that you were, were really um, not in prison, but I'm just glad to know that you're out of prison. So yeah, congratulations. It's good, it's good to be out. You know, now I'm in just like a different kind of prison, just like my life in general, <laughs> with all this, all the different things that I have to do. <laughs> I'm ser- serving a life sentence. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, Next God. topic. How you guys been? What's going on? What's everybody up to this week? Oh, God. Um, I'm uh, up to a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, it's funny. This week is going to be a very, very short week. I was busy working last night, enjoying myself, and I got an email that says, do you need to manage your flight because you're leaving for England in three days? And I said, oh, "Oh, my God, I just booked it the wrong ticket again again get out of here no so for anybody who forgot when i went to atlanta i booked three weeks early instead of the right date but i was able to correct it thank you jet blue but i says oh my god i booked the wrong date again and i looked it up and it is three days because they're ahead of us so at midnight oh yeah saturday night into sunday was you know at that time so they send out the email and I'm leaving Wednesday. Me and Jimmy are leaving Wednesday, so that is three days. So it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I think I booked the right day. I'll check. But, yeah, it's close enough. It's pretty damn close. But, yeah, it's in a couple days that I'm wow. leaving. So it's pretty exciting. I wish you guys were coming, but you're not. Yeah. So um, that's Unfortunately not Unfortunately that. not. But um, but I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be um, interesting to see how things go over there. But uh, 
you know, it's been a couple of years since we've been to England, and it's always, you know, once you're there, it's a little bit getting there and stuff, but, you know. It's at the same place? Is that the, the yeah. what was the name of it called? What was the name uh, of the, the convention NEC center? NEC. NEC, but we're staying at a different hotel. We're staying at um, the hotel that had the lousy steakhouse. Nice. Oh, if nice. that makes any sense. So, uh, yeah, no, but it's going to be good. Um, it's funny. Bobby Duke's going to be there. Bob Claggett's going to be there. Nice. And Bob's traveling solo, so it's going to be good because he's going to need a playmate. So he'll hang out with me and Jimmy a little bit, I hope. So we get to hang out. He's fun to hang out with. And it's always fun traveling with Jimmy. So, you know, I like my alone time with Jimmy. So it'll be nice, you know, so... Is, uh, is Jackman or Graz uh, or nope. any other, like, New Englanders going? No, no, not that I'm aware of, not that I'm aware of. So it seems that every time, this is, is this the third time we've been there? It's the third time you've been yeah, there, I think. Yeah, I only went once. Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't go to the time. first Maker Central. Yeah, and I think it's kind of just dying off of people. It seems like every year I want to make it a big trip and have my mm. wife go and go to Italy and go see Jocko. Jocko will be there. That'll oh, nice. be fun to see him. But it just there's just never enough time. It's just not the right time. It just mm. doesn't seem to work out that way. So it's kind of tough. Like me and Paul were talking. It would be nice to, like, if we went, and, like, next year and we did a trip to, like, Italy or Germany or some something yeah. kind of different that you never get to do. I mean, you're over there and the flights are so cheap once you're over there. I yeah. mean, last last time we were there, I booked a flight to Italy to see Jocko and I didn't bother going. It was like forty five dollars. I was like, yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I know, it's nuts. I know. I mean, you don't want to see the plane you fly over in, probably, but you know, it's like they shoot you in a cannon. I think. They but, put it um, together on the way. Yeah, it was yeah, a Ryanair. Yeah, yeah. You put it. Actually, Tyler Bell was there. Tyler was going to put a plane. Oh, together. stop yeah. it! We were, we were no, it's just an air. It's just one of Tyler's air cannons. Yeah, and you just we're, sit in it, and then he uh, he lets it off. We're going to have to start charging Tyler because he's getting a ton of press on this. It's uh, true. Podcast. Yeah. Tyler texted me, and now now I feel like a jerk because Tyler texted me, and I remember reading it while I was driving and not texting him back. Uh, yeah. That was uh, three weeks ago, two so weeks ago. Right I'm going to right now. He loved the when we were talking about the Boeing stuff. Oh, yeah. Like this <laughs> is like three weeks ago. Uh, he said he said that he looks like a lunatic laughing to himself at work. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I, he's getting close on guy. his car. Have you guys been I following saw that? No, no, I haven't seen. It's so funny. I haven't seen anybody I like on like Instagram or anything like that. I have to like actively seek out people. It's just I don't know if it just feeds me like the dumbest things or maybe I just like the dumbest things that it just will keep feeding me what I like. But it just I don't see anything. So I don't know. But I get it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, he uh, on his story lately. He's been um um. He's been posting updates of them getting the motor in the car with his brother and, like, getting it all going. And I'm like, dude, it's it's just, like, so cool. And yesterday yeah. he was, like, trying to solder something. It's funny because he sent uh, me, like, sent, like, a, an Instagram story that he couldn't get these heavy wires to solder. And he had these, like, little electric soldering guns. And I was like, dude, that when I first learned how to solder, my dad gave me his, like, bin of soldering irons. And Derek, I know you know this. You know, a soldering iron used to just be a big piece of steel stock with a handle on it, and you would just heat it up with a torch. 
and then uh-huh. touch it to the wires. Mm. So it's just like imagine like a, imagine like a, a one and a half inch piece of hex stock ground to a point, like a like a like a mason's chisel. It I was have that one right a, behind me. Yeah, I, I have a bunch. It. Yeah, it's like just, and and yeah. they just had a long wooden handle, and you would just hold it next to a torch and get it nice and hot, and that's mm-hmm. how you would solder. So Tyler's like, "Oh, I can't get these wires to solder," and I guess he didn't want to use an open flame because he could have melted them. I said, "Dude, go grab a piece of bar stock. Like that'll do the mm-hmm. trick, man. That's yeah. better than any like two hundred watt like you know yeah. plug in soldering gun." Um, so he wound up getting it to work, but you know, I, I love watching all the mad scientist shit that he's got going on. He's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Tyler. Yep. Again. Yep. Yeah. Tyler, we'll send you an invoice at the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, just bankrupt. Exactly. Just make sure that you don't spend it all. Keep, keep some money aside. We're like the IRS. <laughs> we never forget. We will make sure that we get paid. Oh, cool. I just dropped a three quarter inch bolt on my laptop. That was great. Just nice. Another. Another piece of wear and tear. On the f- um, $4,000 laptop. Dude, you see the scratch I put in the screen? No. Did you see that? No, I oh don't Oh, my God. So. Dude, so this, this laptop has this, this special display, and they sell a $40 microfiber cloth to clean the display. And there's, like, all these things online about how if you don't clean the display right, you wipe off this coating. So I'm always, like, super careful with the display. So the other day I restarted my computer and, and I noticed how dirty it was when the screen went black. So while yeah. it was off, I like tipped it back and I was cleaning it. I'm wiping it with like a, a Carl Zeiss like microfiber um, cleaning cloth before I use the thing. And all of a sudden I wipe across it and I just I see like a line appear. Oh, and I'm like, I go metal, I'm like, what was metal that? shaving or something. Metal shaving inside yeah. the cloth Zing, right across the screen, right? Oh. Just straight across the whole screen. And I was like, you're it's just a nightmare. Oh. You're kidding me. Um, I, that and hurts. That, that and then, Derek, you and I have talked about this. I bought this computer with Apple's, you know, uh, they have their installment program uh-huh. where they claim that you pay 0% interest if you pay it in installments. And they make it seem like all you got to do is click a couple buttons. I've been paying interest for the last six months. Oh not realizing God. that I didn't actually do an installment plan. I just opened a credit card, but I, I, and I, so I called them and I said, and it's funny cause this must happen all the time. Cause I called them and I was like, Hey, so this is wrong. And she goes, Oh, no problem. I'll convert your thing to installments right now. Like she didn't question any of it mm-hmm. right away. They said, Oh, we'll convert it to installments. I said, what about the interest I've already paid? She's like, unfortunately there's nothing we can do about that. So yeah. I'm like, so basically you guys like bait and switch me into getting a credit card and then I pay 19.5% interest on this computer, and I, and I just set it up on automatic payments. I had no idea I was paying interest. I, haven't, I, haven't, I don't even have a card. They don't even send you a physical card anymore. It's uh, all digital. Yeah. I the, was like, what a, what a scam here. I was so pissed. The Apple Store is the most excruciating store to ever walk into because it, it can't just be like a normal shopping experience. Oh, it's I like, know. number one, especially during COVID, you had to like book an appointment. Yep. And, and, and wait in line like an idiot in the mall, like out, mm-hmm. outside the outside, store, right? Or, like, you you're, know, the like you're waiting for a table yeah. at, a, at like a fine it's just restaurant. Crazy. Like, and get then, out of here. Then you go in. They got someone outside with the radio. Then they radio you in to another person, and you tell them like you got to wait, and you got to tell them what you want to buy. And then they mm-hmm. radio it back to another person in the back of the store <laughs> who's got to come bring it to you. And then you got to go find someone with the little iPhone like that you to check, check out. out. With. <laughs> 
It's like oh. insane. Obviously, you never bought drugs. People. Like that's how it is when you deal with drug dealers. Drug, like, yeah. Every because that way you can't hijack anybody. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's got the goods. Nobody's yep. got the cash. It's always like the the drug mule to the drug mule. So like at the very least, you're just gonna get one little pot of the supply. I know, but you're not gonna get so the cash. Easy. You're not gonna get the drugs. It's like they should do it like a shoe store. But like, like when drug you go dealers. into a Foot Locker. You walk mm-hmm. in, someone says, hey, you need, do you need help? And you go, yeah, I'm looking to buy these shoes. And they go, okay, one second. They go in the back, they bring out the shoe, and you go up to the cash register, How about and you How about when out. you walk in and you go, um, yeah, I'm here to buy a $4,500 laptop. Yeah. And they go, yeah, um, you're 18 minutes early for your no, appointment. It's You'll have to come <laughs> back. You're like, listen, I want to drop five grand right now. Yeah. Okay, we'll see you in 17 minutes, Mr. Forrester. It's like, are you shitting me? No, they're just It's like, yeah, assholes. or you don't have an appointment. I My Apple Watch is, like, destroyed, and I wanted uh. to get the screen replaced. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather throw this one in the trash and order a new one than deal yeah. with them. Because it's yep. going to be like, oh, yeah, you um, the Apple Care line's over there. You need to make an appointment mm-hmm. over there. And it's just like, then we'll have the genius, like, uh, deal with it. You'll have it back mm-hmm. in a month. It's like, oh, my God. Yep. It just it, it is it's so painful, but that's oh. what it's like. It's like the like the drug dealers. They have you. They have you by the cojones, and they know it. And it just yeah, you gotta conform. Or and then you got the <laughs> you're kissing their asses <laughs> that just go into the Apple Store because it's like fun to play on. Yeah, yeah. Like yes, yeah. don't you have people, an iPhone already? Yeah, it's like it's they're like, going and just playing games on the computers yeah. in there. It's yeah. like going on are, Facebook. What are we doing here? It's like this is fun for you. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen the video? Now, obviously, with COVID, times have changed. But so there was a video a couple of years ago, and I, I feel like maybe Casey Neistat was involved with it. Maybe it was one of his friends, and that's how I found it. But they talked about how you can basically do whatever you want in the Apple Store. This is pre-COVID when you could just like hang out there all day. Mm-hmm. So a guy like ordered a pizza to the Apple Store in on Fifth Avenue, the big glass one. Oh, yeah. And just like, had a pizza delivered and then sat down and ate the pizza while he like watched a movie on the computer and nobody said anything. And then he like went on a date in the Apple Store. Oh, my like, God. He, like, uh, he was like, uh, he did a job interview, like a Zoom job interview in the Apple Store. Like, it was hysterical. Well, you know what started um, but, you know, times was, have changed. Was, uh, well, they're not even around anymore, but Barnes & Noble's, the mm-hmm. bookstore. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. how that was. Like, Pete, Christina's grandfather lived in Barnes & Noble. Like, he just, like, that was his office, you know. It's he like the Starbucks people that love yeah. Starbucks, and they just yeah. sit yeah. there all day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's I mean, I, I can, I can, I have to say though, when I worked in oh, Manhattan, boy, I spent more time in Starbucks than I did at my actual. That's job a little sites. different. <laughs> Everything changes in New York City because it's That's like true. a totally different environment. It's yep. like where else are you gonna go? But yeah. people, and if you can find a Starbucks with a clean bathroom, you could live yeah, in that Starbucks. The people <laughs> that around me that make it a, a a choice to say, I'm gonna instead of working in my house, I'm gonna yeah. drive to Starbucks. Order one coffee and then sit there for five hours, like in the yeah. lounge. It's like weird. It's like, why yeah. are we doing this? Yeah, especially if you have to get in a car and drive there. Yeah, you it's know, like, New like York I got to get like, in my car. You need shelter. Like you're walking around. Like you know, you got to sit down somewhere. Yep. yep. But that's right. I don't know. The best is Christina's grandfather used to go to. Um, I think it was like BJ's or something like that, and he used to take the mustard. He used to bring his own bottles and fill either mustard or the ketchup, right, into his own bottles. Oh, and he, and he's so cheap. This guy had more money than he knew what to do with, right? 
And he used to say, oh, no, it's special mustard. They'd be like, no, it's just like Heinz whatever ketchup yeah. or mustard. And he swore it was like the special brand they had that you couldn't buy anywhere. And it was, it was the only one diluted. he liked. Yeah, yeah. Oh it's my like, God. It's like, no, it's so cheap. He, he used to take... Empty an empty bottle, bottle mustard. Bring it to BJ's. Yeah, or I think it was BJ's. And, he, and what in the food court or something? Like yeah, like they sell hot dogs or whatever. Yeah, and he they had the big tubs, and he'd pump it and fill his own bottles and bring them home. Yeah, and he swore that they had special brand. It was that's like no, he was so hell? cheap to buy his own. You know, that's, that's it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. The guy was a firefighter and had his own painting company. You know, had more money he knew what to do with, but he's stealing ketchup or mustard. I forget which one it was. That's so But he was like, oh, yeah, it's special brand. Like, you guys like, know I have a problem with most people's behavior. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yesterday, I go to this nice French bakery that I always go to. They got nice croissants and pastries and, and bread. And I'm sitting there, and this one of these big dopey white guys is like ordering but they got the glass in front of all the pastries he's got his arms and his neck and his whole body over the glass breathing (laughs) on all of the pastries it's like i should kick his legs out from underneath him because it's like that's why there's the glass there to keep does he people like his throat yeah he's like hanging over pointing at the at the croissants it's like just insane behavior. It's like I should have broke his knee. Yeah, that's what he deserves. That's the best. That's I the hate best. those I types that. of people. Oh, I love it. No, it's funny. I oh. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to reveal their secrets. But you know, people love like Trader Joe's, like their pastries. That's a whole other like group of people that I don't like. The Trader Joe's type. Those are the worst. <laughs> we, is Trader Joe's a, a big demographic? There right? is a Trader anyways, Joe's type of person. Tra- Trader Joe's well, is listen, a sponsor of the podcast, well, or was. So I was at a place, and I'm going to be very vague because you'd be able to figure it out. And they make all the Trader Joe's shit. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's and all the same regular shit. Mm-hmm. No. No, and it's funny. They package it, and they, they put their name on it and everything. Yeah. And they, they make this brand. They make this brand. They make this brand. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, I knew that was a thing, but it's just funny when you see it. It's like, you know, the, you got, like, the bread line, and his Trader Joe bread, his Wonder Bread, his this. And everybody's like, oh, this is so much better than this one. This yeah, that's what I'm it's saying. Like, it's, it's all, all coming out of the same thing. Yeah, and it's just so funny. It's like, you know, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty good pretty funny it's like i used to go to school with you know you'd have the mom that would only bring the trader joe's snacks to the yeah. soccer game yeah and it's like the trader joe's oreos it's like just give me the regular oreo it's like yeah. do we really think we're being any healthier with the trader joe's yeah whatever yeah, the hell that's they're called the best yeah <laughs> they don't even taste I, as good you know there's there isn't one that close to me but like we went to one not that long ago and i i will say i got we got some stuff from there that you know everything's there brand, they do and yeah it's really they good do, everything that we got it. was amazing not I was bad like, Damn. stuff no some of but, the stuff is good we go there for some stuff i'll say this my favorite part about going there my favorite part i hate i hate having to deal with bagging the groceries oh, when you God. buy like 250 dollars worth of groceries and the shopping cart is like overflowing like at my supermarkets, they literally they scan it as fast as they can, and they just leave it in a mountain at the end of the thing, and just like stare at it. And they're like, "Oh, how many bags do you want to buy?" At Trader Joe's, and I don't know if 
if, if it's the same at everyone, but at least the one that I go to, they take the cart behind the counter when, they, when you check out. And then as the guy is scanning, someone else is bagging the groceries oh. and putting them in another cart so that when you're done, you just walk out with a cart yeah. with all the bags like all set up. And I was like, I would pay another grocery store to do this. Well, because you know I hate what? doing it so much. It's funny because, like, you guys are obviously a lot younger than me, but when, like, when I was a kid, like, that was never a thing. Like, you would never touch your groceries. Yeah, like, yeah, there was a bagger. Like, was a bagger I remember when everywhere. I was little. There was always you would never ever two scan people. your like the scanning thing, mm-hmm. the self scanning. Oh, yeah. I would stand in line for an hour before I ever would self scan my stuff. I'm like, they're not giving me a discount. I'm not doing it. Ugh. You know, I've fallen, fallen victim to just like everybody else. But, you know, when it started, I remember when like Home Depot was like the first one. They had like two of them. And I'm yeah. like, who would ever scan their own stuff? Me. Every I'm like, time. why would somebody do that? And now, over time, you go into these stores, like, around us in Boston, they don't have any employees. Yeah. Like, there's no cash register with the person. Everything's self-scanning. And now all the restaurants downtown, not all of them, but most of them, same thing. They don't even have cash registers anymore. It's like a mobile kiosk thing. Everything's yeah. a kiosk. And it's yeah. like... Wow, when did the, like, I mean, obviously I know when it happened, but mm-hmm. it just blows my mind. I remember as a kid thinking, you know, nobody will ever go for this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, everybody's just like, hey, it's just the way it is now, you know? It's faster, but it's amazing. It is, line. but back then it was like, hey, this is like my neighbor's job. Like, no, so they're I know. not going to do it. You know what I mean? But that just slowly goes away over time. It's just like the blacksmith, the cobbler. You know, yeah. people used to give a shit about those people, but nobody cares about them anymore. I'm actually going to go try to find a cobbler tomorrow, but it's uh, it's so hard to find. I told you my last cobbler story when I had my boots done and the guy was adamant he was going to put whatever soles he wanted. I found a cobbler in Boston, and um, I touched about a little bit on Instagram. And this old time is just fighting me. It was the shoes with the white soles and... He wanted to put brown, and I says, no, white. Just this big argument. Yeah. I go to pick up my shoes, and he says, oh, you picked them up yesterday. I go, I didn't pick up my shoes yesterday. He gave my boots to somebody else. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I says, you got to be shitting me. So the guy that owned the place, it was a younger guy, he goes, goes, they've been sitting here for for a month. You never picked them up. I says, yeah, because he told me it was going to be two weeks to order the soles. He called me with a ton. He never called me. I says, I'm coming in because I'm working around the corner. So he goes, the guy just picked him up yesterday. Let me call him. So he calls the guy. And who's the idiot that picked him up unless he was trying to steal him? No, they're in a bag. They're in the paper bag. They're wrapped. So he picks him up. and he. It's like Shawshank Redemption. You ever seen Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. Yeah. So he starts laughing. He goes, I get home. I open him up. And I was like. Geez, I don't know if my memory serves me correctly, but these don't look like my boots, right? They were similar, the same style, but oh. they weren't his. So he goes, uh, so he's on the phone with the guy, and he goes, I'll bring him back tomorrow, whatever. So he brings him back, and uh, I, I, you know, I didn't take the boots that were, they tried to pawn off to me, and the guy was so embarrassed. But the poor guy that did it, he was like 84 years old. Oh, He'd been doing shoes for like 60 years. But mm. it's like, you know. Who the hell, like, gets shoes fixed? Da- downtown, there's a lot of women that get them done, you know, mm. to get their, their, their dress shoes done and stuff like that. But but it is funny. Like, these jobs just go away, and you're like, hey. Yeah. Well. <laughs> the poor baggers of the world. Right. That was a it's, job in high school as a yeah, kid. Yeah, that was always, like, Everybody was a bagger. Yeah. 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 I, 
Um, I mean, why wouldn't you be? I, mean, I was the, like, I was why would you be a kid. bagger when you could sell NFTs? Wow, that's well, true. When I was a kid, talk about embarrassing. In Somerville, everybody worked at Market Basket as a bagger, right? I'm the only kid that applied twice and never got hired <laughs> as a bagger. <laughs> Not qualified. Oh, yeah. I kept that's putting so the funny. eggs on the bottom, I think, and they they didn't like that. <laughs> so, whatever. It worked out okay. It, it, I remember... Uh, one of my daughters, she got a job at an ice cream place, and she, the guy, she, she called us two days later, hysterical, crying. The guy called her a loser, told her she'd never make it, scooping ice cream. This is Samantha. what do you mean a, cu- a customer? Oh, I remember yeah. that. I yeah. remember. Yeah. I- <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my daughter. This is a customer. No, I just remember no, she worked at the, the ice cream store. The owner of the place. The owner of the place actually said that to her. Yeah, he was a, he was a young kid. Yeah, was family business. He was probably like in his late twenties. He called her an idiot, told her she'll never make it, scoop an ice cream and fight her. Or she quit. I can't Isn't remember. Is she, like, in the medical field? Like, Yeah, yeah. She like, got she got a full scholarship to a private yeah, university. Yeah, I mean, like. But it just, I always tell her, you got to go back there and see how he's doing. Yeah. But uh, he's probably still scooping. Dude, I, so I worked at a deli, and when I was I, I was in high school, and it was a family-owned deli. I was the, I think it was me and one other kid were the only, like, non-family members. And they were just, these people were just dicks. They just the whole family, except the mother. The mother was the sweetest woman. Poor, like battered Italian wife was just like mm. abused by her asshole husband and probably by her kids. And her, <laughs> the kids were all they all thought they were like gonna be professional baseball players. Oh, they boy. all were oh, like, they, and they're like, oh, you're like, are you applying to colleges? Yeah, where are you gonna go? And I was like, oh, I'm going to this, gonna go to the school in Boston for what? I was like, I want to go to art school. What are you gonna go to art school for? What's that gonna lead yeah. to? And I go, and I and I literally said to the kid at the time, I go, well, I'm certainly not gonna work in a deli. Yeah. And this kid was like in his like <laughs> late twenties. Yeah. You know, and come to find, and this guy was such a douchebag. He used to talk about all these girls he'd go out with and all the different exploits that he'd get on and then he it was it was funny at one point he was seeing this girl and he you know whatever uh had a we'll we'll use the will smith uh um terminology he had an entanglement with this girl and then was avoiding her every time she'd come in the deli he'd be like dude if she walks in like i'm gonna hide and if she asks me tell her i'm not here Uh. like a year later, guess what I see? Him pushing a baby stroller with her walking oh next to And I'm looking at him. I'm like, you fucking asshole. I'm like, you deserve this. You deserve this. I'm like, you're a loser, and your life probably sucks now because you hated this girl when you started seeing her, and I can't imagine you don't hate her now. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yep. And they all still are there. They're all still oh, working sure. at the deli. You know, I'm like, oh, Slice nice. and salami or something. Yeah, I'm I'm banned from the deli. Oh, really? Um, yeah, this this guy is like a notoriously this guy What's has it, like Seinfeld. Dude, this guy ha- he is like Seinfeld. This guy has ostracized like 50 percent of the neighborhood from the yeah. deli. Like 50 yeah, percent of the neighborhood no is not allowed in the in the deli. He oh, one time he yelled at a guy that was waiting to pay because he was flipping through the newspaper and he smacks the counter. He goes, hey, this isn't a library. And the guy puts down his shit and just turns that around and leaves. You know? <laughs> like, that's like, fuck oh. you. Like, you're literally waiting yeah. to pay. Everybody does that. It's that's crazy. why the newspaper yeah. is there. So yeah. you can, you know, like. Oh, that's funny. 
Like, get out of here. But if I was working at a deli every day, I'd be angry, too. I'd oh, I hated working there. I, when I wanted to quit, I, I literally took, like, a two-gallon thing of iced thick. tea, and I just dumped it on the floor behind the counter hoping that he would fire me. <laughs> like, a big, like, plastic thing of iced tea. I just, like, kind of, like, did, like, a cat move, and I just was like, whoop. I and I just, dumped everywhere. He was like, Chris, you fucking idiot. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I could just picture, picture people like, that cheese is too thick. Can you make it yeah, a little uh, bit thinner? Uh, yeah, that's too thin. Can you make it a little bit thinner? Dude, I'd be like, oh, God. Dude, people used to let me make their whole sandwich and then go, you weren't wearing gloves. And I would go, oh, okay. And they'd that's go, the I'm not going to eat that. So I would, I would then, then my boss would be like wanting to charge me for the, for the sandwich material. That I had just utilized. Oh. And then I'd have to wash my hands again, put on gloves, and make a sandwich. Yeah, like... I'm old enough to remember, like, gloves was never a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't I think they ever, like, would use gloves. The best is when they have the gloves on, and, like, they grab the money with yeah, the gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they yep. keep the gloves They're on. They're pushing the like, buttons like, on the, like, on the yeah, scale like, with the gloves. I mean, every part of it. You're touching the meat slicer. Like, I mean, like, there's it's contaminated. There's no, like, this isn't a surgical procedure where I have yeah. somebody putting yeah. the gloves on. Yeah, me. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're wrapping like, the apron around you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, they tie my face mask on, you know, and I'm like, okay, now I can slice the salami. All right. Back to Paul now. Back, back to working. Paul? Yeah. yeah, Paul, what have you been up to other than the car? I feel like we've been talking about the um, car for the last two the months. Car, and we'll probably be talking about it for the next five years. I don't, well, you I did think shorten that's... the car, which I think is a huge development. And Derek, I, I don't know if you saw that. I did yeah, shorten I did. it. I did. Um, I it did. went pretty well. It looked um, like it. I was, I, I was really excited to like watch it happen. Yeah, it kind of just hit me yesterday that this car is going to be a multi-year project because... Yeah, but that's the way it's supposed to be. That's like the whole thing. It's just like you can you you realize you remember like it's like the fish tank, right? When you get the fish tank, like you can't wait to get the fish tank done. Everybody's like, "Oh, enjoy the process." You're like, "No, I just want it done." Then it's done. It's like, "Oh, I got nothing to do." I know, Mm -hmm. I know. And that's how the car is too. Honestly, I mean, you want it done, but once it's done, it's just done. You know, and I mean, yeah, you can enjoy it and stuff like that. But part of for me, part of the joy would be like making it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, it's hot as it is. You have to enjoy that process, which I'm sure gets old, you know, especially when you're welding railings and beams all day and then yeah. you're, like, welding frames to a car. But, you know, you got to, like, try to just enjoy that process. Like, you Yeah, know, that, I'm going to take my time and, like, try to do it the best I can. Like, I, I was trying yeah. to, like, rush it and, like, because I wanted it for the summer. I'm like, yeah, oh, let me just... And then we yeah, looked at we kind of summers. did some calculations of what everything's going to cost. And yeah. it's like minimum like $45,000. Yeah. yeah, but like, dude, what can you buy for $45,000 anyway? You can't even yeah. get like so, an F150 no, I know. for $45,000. So that's like it's like I'm just going to take it slow and like just do a good job cuz like I I there's even things I've been like rushing through and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to regret doing this like I might as well yep. do it right now yeah. and then so it's we'll so see. hard to do that it with yeah the, with everything for me it's so hard to do that i'm even like that sign i i showed it last night i'm doing the sign for this guy and he's so nice and he's just he's reached out to me a while ago and he's like oh i want the sign for my wife and you know her birthday was like april 14th and um he's like if i can have it done by then great but if not no worries i'm like okay so i'm like i really want to make it cool looking and, like, the other day, I'm like, oh, I got to get some primer on it. And I was, like, using some filler and stuff. 
I said, let me just put some primer on and see how it is. And then I put mm. it on, and now the fill is covered. Now I can't sand the filler. Then I got to uh. sand the whole thing off. And I'm like, why do I do that? Like, mm. you know, like I was so, like, tunnel vision wanting to get primer on it. And it, and um, then I rushed it. And it's funny. I was going to do that this morning. I'm like, I want to get one coat mm-hmm. of base paint on it before we do the podcast. And I'm like, why am I going to do that? Like, yeah. why? So I can screw it up yeah. and then be late for Make the podcast. And th- yeah, it's your it just, order of operations has to be. That's yeah. what happens when you make a folding knife. Yeah. So many times I've been like working through a folding knife and then been like, oh, shit, I just like put the detent hole in and I needed to do like six other things. And I've uh-huh. just ruined the whole. And there's no there is no, oh, I'll sand it and do it again. Like that's yeah. once you're once it's yeah. done, it's done. You're like throwing away. I have so many like three quarters of the way done blades from folding knives that yeah. are just garbage. Like I might yeah. as well just throw them away. Um, one of the things that a lot of guys do when they build motorcycles, and I've done this too, is you make your list and you magnet it or you tape it to your gas tank so that every time you look at the bike, there's like, okay, the first thing I got to do is like, like do the carburetors, do the exhaust, do the front suspension, do the rear suspension. So there is no like skipping steps because it's all just, it's on the project. You know, it's not like a list on your phone. It's like writing it on the sign. Like don't prime it before I fix it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. So you just gotta enjoy each step, Paul. Like it's yeah, be yeah, a pain in the ass. But when it's done, it'll be done right, and you'll be like, "Oh man, I really enjoyed building this." Yeah, like, you know, and it, it'll be fun to to drive and stuff and ride. But it's like, you know, it just it'll be fun to look back and be like, "Oh, I remember doing this and yeah. this mm-hmm. part here." It'll be really cool, you know. That's that's one reason why I just really 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 want a garage. Like even yeah. if I had a car that I never finished or fixed, like just something to mess around with some like big object, you know, like just yeah. um, <laughs> you know, you know, some some type of thing, a you boat. know. Yeah, like well, like my brother-in-law uh, one of my brothers has like he's like big into old uh, uh, jeeps, but my my sister's husband he has like an old MG, mm-hmm. and okay. it's funny he's like he's like six one he just lost a ton of weight, and I said <laughs> so to he my, could fit in it. That's what I said to him. I says, "What's the matter? You couldn't fit in the car anymore because it's like a seventy one or seventy two, and uh, it's so small." And he does it. He has no garage. He does it in a tent, like in the yard, like he has one of those like enclosure mm. things, like. But he loves it. And that's what he does, like, in his free time. And I'm like, you know, and it, it's not, like, an expensive car. It's just, you know, something he paid a couple yeah. grand for. And he, you know, it's funny because everything is so small. Like, he'll literally mm. just physically pull the engine out of it and, like, <laughs> send it out. It's because it's tiny. Yeah. It's like it's like a big riding lawnmower. It's yeah. crazy how small and how nothing it, there's nothing in those cars. Those are the it's, kind of cars where you see the guy picking the engine up out of the engine bay yeah. and just putting it on a yeah. table. Like, yeah. Just like, you know, yeah. like Yeah, I remember the first time you opened the hood, I was like, Oh my god, like there's nothing in there. Yeah. Like it's just so small, you know, but it's just really cool, you know, because like there's a lot of, you know, pots that are readily available. You know, some you have to kind of hunt a little bit for. Mm-hmm. But now with the internet, can you imagine these guys building these cars 30 I, years I, ago? I don't understand Dude, that. Sending, like, a letter to a guy in Omaha because you that heard that like, he had the carburetor that yeah. you might need at, like, yeah. a swap meet. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll just mail, I'll to, mail Bob a letter and see yeah. if he has one. You had to go to swap meets. I was just mm-hmm. watching this video. It was an old video, and I think I had seen it before. If I find it, I'll send it to you guys. This guy finds an old... Mustang, an old Cobra in a barn 
it's like a, a um, like a GT five hundred or something. I forget mm-hmm. what it was exactly, but it, it's um, it's a Shelby, and um, it's worth like you know hundreds of thousands of wow. dollars. So this guy wants to be fair. He's a, he's a collector, and he says to the lady, he says, "I'm just going to have an appraiser come. What the car's worth is what I'm paying you." And she mm. was okay with it. So this guy comes out, and they pull this car out. And you know how you think, oh, half these are bullshit. This wasn't bullshit. You could tell this car's been sitting for 45 years, right? Yeah. They pull this car out, and this guy instantly goes, okay, this is not original because these are Phillips screws. They should have been flat screws on wow. the headlight. Uh. This isn't original because these bolts were six-sided instead of eight-sided. Like, this guy knew. So then they go to that guy's place. And he's got, like, eight of them in different stages. Like, he's, like, the premier Shelby guy in the country. Wow. But, like, back in the day, like, that was the guy you needed. Yeah. Like, because you were like, hey, who has this pot? And and he mm-hmm. knew because that was, like, his circle. Now with the internet, it's like you just type in, like, you know, Shelby uh, steering wheel. And, yep. you know, four of them pop up. If you have enough yep. money, you pay for them, you know. But back in yep. the day... You know, you just needed to, like, go to these swap meets and stuff. And it just, I always wanted to go to one. Not because I have anything that I need or want, but I just want to see what people have, you know. We should go to English Town one year. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, Uh but English Town is, like, a huge, I think it's, like, I think it's two or three times a year, but but Matt and Nick and all those guys go. It's in English Town, Pennsylvania, and it's it's a huge, basically, swap meet flea market. And it's so big that, like, if you don't have like a cart, you can't buy some of the shit because yeah. by the time you get to where you find yeah. it and walk back to your car, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like a fucking mile, you know? Yeah. So Matt yeah. always goes and like always gets crazy like machinist deals. Like he bought me like, he bought me like a rotary table once for like $65, mm. you know, like, yeah. you know, which should have been like, we, he could have turned around and sold it for like three or $400 at that time, yeah. you know? Yeah. And every year that like, what always happens is every year Matt will like tell me on Friday that they're leaving the next day and I'm always yeah. busy, but it would be, I mean, I think we'd all have a amazing time if we yeah. went, you know, we could yeah. all meet there. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've always wanted to do something like that. that it sounds it similar is. to like uh, Brimfield. They have the uh, flea markets. They have like three times a year, and it always seems like we just seem to miss it. They have one like spring, summer, and fall, and mm-hmm. it's like a whole area of Brimfield, Mass, where they have these flea markets, and that's where you see like all those flea market shows, like they when they where they film them and everything like that. Mm. But there's just stuff that's real amazing. I mean, we went up to the one near me up at uh, Todd Farm that time. Yep. Yeah. And um, that was a lot of fun, and that's you know hopefully that just started a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, Hopefully we can get back to that, you know, but, um, yeah, it's just, um, it, it's just funny how back in the day, how people would have to like hunt that shit down, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's just, it's just crazy, you know? So the English town swap meet is this weekend, so we're going to miss it. Yeah. Uh, um, but there is one in September. There's a, it's April and September. So we should find out when the September one is and we should try to plan yeah. to go because yeah. I think it'd be fun. And I'm sure some of our listeners have gone to it because it's like, 
it's definitely like a, a big thing. But Matt's like sent me photos of it before. Matt sent me photos of stuff at the swap meet and said, yeah, I was going to buy that, but it would have been too annoying to carry it around for the whole day and mm. bring it back to the car. So yeah. he'll like pass on shit. Like, yeah. cause he's just like, I, I can't deal with it. So people have like the little, you know, like the wagon and they just walk yeah. around with the wagon. You just a, to like, uh, well, how about a lawnmower with a cart on the back? Yeah. You buy a lawnmower there and well, then you pull it around. You go to these uh, other swap meets, like those one, yeah. uh, like, in Connecticut, the elephant walk or elephant yep, trunk yep, yep. or whatever. It is. Yeah, yeah. That one, right? You pay more the earlier you go in, right? Like mm-hmm. first entry is like four thirty in the morning. It's like yeah. thirty bucks, then it's like twenty ten, like the later in the day. But it's just amazing, and that's how it is up by me. People are out there, you know, with their headlamps on at five o'clock in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not that hardcore for anything, and it's funny because we buy. You know, shit there, and it ends up in our storage center. Like it's like we, yeah, you know, we yeah, think it's yeah. cool, so we buy it. And we have no use for it, but yeah, it's just um, you know, it's just fun to go to those type things. You know, see mm-hmm. what's up. Yeah, I missed out on a huge one in uh, North Carolina when I was down there a couple of weeks ago. It was we were driving into Asheville, and I like I kind of caught it out of the corner of my eye. It was like a Sunday morning, and it was this place. It was like it was a permanent flea market, like shit show it was like a giant parking lot with permanent tables and tents yeah and it must have had room for 300 vendors and we drove by it like on our way to something that we like had to be at a certain time so i was like oh like you know depending on what we're doing today maybe it'd be cool to like check it out but that's the kind of thing where if you don't have like two or three hours you might as well not go you know because it's like what are you going to do walk down two aisles and then just leave you know it's like i'd rather not go Uh Uh-oh, he froze. Where's Chris? You guys still there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. You there? Everybody just froze. Oh, yeah. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yep. I, um, I, I, I feel like something like that, I'd rather not go at all than go for five minutes and then yeah. be like, holy shit, like, we can't even, I can't even go through the rest of it, you know? Um, so, next time. Yeah. Well, it's funny because... I also got, don't need any more shit. So. I, I know. Well, that's part <laughs> of it, too. Like, so, it, it's funny... Um, I I want remember my mill that Jimmy had this little mill that I was gonna take yeah remember? yeah 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 he gave it to somebody else but anyway did he oh yeah yeah it was nice so he says oh yeah don't worry we'll get you another one we'll get you another yeah. one I said, I, yeah. I know but uh, he might be bringing me a little something this week that will hand like take the sting out of the mill being gone but I really didn't wasn't mm-hmm. ready for the mill so I was just like whatever it's it, it's going to a new home it's going to um. Austin's going to be using it. So oh, okay. I, I feel good enough that, and I think Austin's going to use it and he's going to get, you know, like proficient using it and going to be like, I need a bridge port, you know, hundred so percent. And he's got the room and the power for he, it. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like, why so, wouldn't you have, so one? he's going to grow out of that thing really quick. So it'll yeah. be available again, but, Mm-hmm. Um, Write your name on it now. Make like a list of like hand me downs, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. But Jimmy, when he comes down here, he may be bringing something. It begins with a W and it rhymes with laser. But oh, I, I'm not gonna say what wow. it is. But um, yeah. So you know, who cares about stupid mail, anyways? But anyways, You're not um, gonna use that thing. Who cares? It's, yeah, it's just gonna pile up. I just yeah. need more flat area to put stuff on. But what that's I was all it at, is, baby. I got three of them. I got like that's like <laughs> precious square footage. If you think about, it, if I have a a forty eight, a thirty six, and a twenty four inch table, that's a lot of square oh, footage. Yeah. A lot yeah. to put stuff down. Starbucks cups that could fit on those. Oh, there's night, an empty one right here. Yeah. I just knocked over. Last night I had to use the table, so I'm like, oh, this is so much work. I got to move all this shit. 
But uh, anyways, a, a, a friend of mine, I can't remember his first name. He, um, he, I made some uh, tumblers for him. He has a company down in Connecticut, I think, a uh, 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 welding supply place. But he sells machines on the side, and he just delivered a machine to Jimmy. I forget what machine it was recently. Oh, the and, uh, uh, the fly press, the new fly press, right? I don't know. Was it that? It's from it's Wasco W A S C O, um, like supply. It's like a hmm. welding supply place. Where in Connecticut? I believe. Yeah, I it was the fly press. Was it that? Yeah, it was and, the one that um, uh, Rojas like founded. They're going to use it for like ice pick production or okay, something like yeah, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. So yeah. he he's always like, oh yeah, I get stuff. So I always wanted to go by and see him. You know, I, I can't think of his name off the top. Of my dangerous, house, but but it's um, a dangerous. But yeah, thing it's like you know, yeah, it, it's just you know, so many people have so much stuff, but I just don't have the time or the effort or the energy to engage in that type you gotta of get out of there right first and then i know you can get your... i know well that's what it is i'm just mm-hmm. like i gotta just you know keep going it's funny christine is still every week like every day i mean another house another house it's like she keeps emailing me but we'll see i thought she was I the one she that was the one holding you yeah. back she doesn't yeah. she doesn't but she keeps coming up with ideas just you know? put she the house on the market no, you can't because it'll be it'll you'll yeah. get so frenzied yeah. by the bids that you'll yeah. be like, we gotta go, we gotta yeah. go tomorrow. And next thing yeah. you know, you'll be yeah. you'll be I, I, so many people in my area put their house on the market and sold it before they go, could right? either they could yeah before they could even figure out where they were gonna go next. Two women you know? I work with just did that and they're renting now. Yeah, they don't know what the hell they're gonna do, and that one yeah. of them doesn't care. The other one's kind of getting nervous, but mm-hmm. no, I I have a few things in the works. I mean, like I said, this year is just I got to see where things are going, and uh, with work, I'm trying to you know if I'm not leaving work, I need to bid out of downtown Boston. Like I don't want to move north and still drive into the city, mm. so I'm trying to bid out of the city and then yeah, different I pizza region, right? Different, yeah, yeah, different yeah. Uh, type yeah, kind of toppings. The, yeah, div- the the clientele is different. Yeah, one's like a Tuscan pizza. The That's other right. One's like a, you know, so you can't but, come uh, down and work for Peppies <laughs> down there, me. Peppies is uh, I like Peppies, but you know, it's a different style, Paul. Yeah. So I would love to move down that way, but just it's like anybody who's north of the city, it's yeah, like you go to New south Hampshire. of the city's like poison. It's like it just you can't you can't go down that way. Mm. It's like just like you know, north is always like the dream place to go. And Christina's family's north, so oh, that, that's, that's kind of yeah. like the big, the big. I always thing, forget you know? about that. Yeah, I always forget about those people too. But she uh. always reminds me about them. Ah, nice. But, well, it yeah. works out, I mean, to be at least, like, kind of close to family in that way. That's yeah. kind of, like, the problem with us trying to find the next place is, like, where do we go? That's yeah. not, Again, you yeah. know, Connecticut. Connecticut. I know. You Pinto, you should be, like, get a job on, you know, some sort of, get some sort of uh, government, you know, yeah. uh, incentive to, like, bring people. Like, I just I just watched a video today about how, like, the, the mayor of Niagara Falls, New York, which is, like, arguably one of the shittiest cities in New York, is <laughs> is encouraging Bitcoin miners to come there because they have yeah. some of the cheapest electricity in the state. Because they have, you know, they have oh, Niagara yeah. Falls. They have the biggest hydroelectric plant yeah. in the East Coast. Yeah. So they're saying, like, yeah, sure. Like, bring your Bitcoin mining, your sketchy Bitcoin mining uh, factory to mm. our city, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure those guys are – listen, they're not going on the news telling people to come there for free. You know, there's there's a reason it's good for them. So Pinto's just trying to grow his workforce. He, he, if he could convince yeah, Matt to move to Connecticut, he that. would. 
And mm-hmm. I would have them. Isn't it in amazing two that Bitcoin mining thing? You know, like that. That's even a thing, right? You know? Dude, I was watching this thing today about how when China banned it, guys were literally like, like packing up their stuff as quickly as they could because they were worried the Chinese government was just going to come in and take all their shit. And they've got millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars worth of equipment. And like, you don't know what's going to happen in like rural China. They could just show up with like the a tank and just be like, yeah, we're taking it all, you know. And I, and the and the government probably banned Bitcoin mining for regular people and then ramped it up on their own. You know, like oh. tenfold, so that they can just control but it. But that's all. what you get for trying to do business over there. It's like right, I've listened to so many podcasts about the way they steal intellectual property and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. that's what you signed up for. It's like you wanted to yeah. try and make money, and you went over there and you you took a risk, and yep. that's what happens. It's like these companies yeah. that merge. Like I heard a story about this company. I think it was actually was it the was it the, Mike Baker, the guy who's who's always on Joe Rogan, that CIA mm-hmm. agent. He was yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. this. Um, artificial intelligence company that merged with a Chinese company and they thought it was going to be so great because they were going to make a bunch of money and they were going to get funding. And before you know it, they literally kicked everybody out of the office. They took completely took over the company. They changed the name. They took all the intellectual property. And now they're running the whole thing completely you know, on yeah. their own. It's like they play by different rules over there. Yeah. And, you know, people well, want I mean, to try you see and... what they were doing to their citizens. They were just like taking over all like these buildings for... Like to um, to use them as like quarantine places. Yeah, so yeah. just ripping people out of their houses. It's like yeah, it's you know, crazy. and it's sad because I remember years ago Samantha went to China for a couple of weeks, and you know we have a huge Asian population in Malden. So I used to you know work in this area. So I you know you're- you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get friendly with people talking. Oh, my daughter's going to China, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, I guarantee she's going here, 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 mm. here, here. Be like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, those are the five places they'll show people in the world. She'll yeah, that you're like go, allowed here, to here, go here, to. Here, here, here. Yep. And he says, it's just like Disneyland, yeah. those places. They just have a facade that they show the world, and that's it. He goes, people have no idea what China's really like. Yeah. And mm. it's just, and it's just, it's crazy. It's like, you know, and that's what it, it is. And it's funny. Um, you know, people don't realize that, that like, you know, you look around and you think, I think people even think like, you know, if you're in Massachusetts, you think like the whole country looks like Massachusetts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I think people think the whole world looks like our world and it's, uh, or our country, but it's like, it's not, it's a different place. And it's really crazy. You know, I remember watching a show. um, It was like about inventions and stuff. And they had the guy that invented that expandable hose. That was like the most stolen idea ever. Yeah. You know, and they had the guy that made um, 
not the foreman of griddle it was another thing and that's what he was talking about he spends like hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. just fighting his idea being stolen in china and like yeah. you said they do business with you and then they just take everything it's they, like that's you know, so crazy that's one of the that's, things oh god chris i was gonna say that's what's so amazing about the Wazer. Yeah. To me, is that there is nothing. Those guys, I don't know if I, I, th- there's two things about it. They either did such a good job protecting the intellectual property, or everybody in China is going. There isn't a way to make enough money yeah. ripping this off to do it ourselves. Because yeah, I remember when two. they were developing it on Kickstarter, I was like, "How are you going to stop somebody else from making this for like two grand?" Because all it is is an XY. Yeah, yeah. It's, all it is is an XY yeah. CNC that anybody yeah. could build a fucking fish tank. And yeah. some sort of a pump with a Venturi. That's it's not. If it that was worth it to them, they would have already taken it and stolen. Yeah, it. but they probably yeah. said, you know what, this thing, like. Well, you know what? I think it is. I think it's the consumables. I think they yeah. realize that you because like a regular CNC, everybody makes bits for a laser. The, there is no consumable. Mm, so I yeah. think for that, I think if you're looking at it from a mass production, you're going, okay, well, we can sell these, but we also we can't even sell the sand because it's not. It doesn't make sense, yeah. and you can't use like regular off the shelf shit. But I always thought like, man, these guys must have come up with this amazing idea and just been sweating the whole way through the manufacturing yeah. process. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, ways are, you know, like it, we had talked about it, how they kind of just fell off the face of the earth, social mm-hmm. media. Mm. Well, just the last couple of weeks, they they're back, been, they're back, back you in know, action. And, yep. yeah, and they have like some big news coming out, like in October, November of this year that they were telling me about, which I'm sure is public information, but people can find it if they want. Mm. And um and it's just it's 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 pretty cool. And it's funny because I was wondering the same thing. It's like, why is there no competition for them? Yeah, the only like, one is the is the Protomax, which is twenty twenty seven thousand yeah, dollars. Profitable, that's why. Yeah, Dude, but, honestly, that's kind of what it is. But, it's but, such a difficult why? hurdle. What yeah. why? why? Like what? Like just why? What's the hurdle? Prof? Like what is it's, the it's thing? The pump. Like it's the pump. Yeah, it's so but, complicated. Like, it's so cheap. You know, you really mm-hmm. the capabilities are are, are kind of limited. You know, it's amazing what it can do, but when you take a step back and look at it, it's like, okay, well, I can't really manufacture anything with it. I guess you could kind of prototype with it, but with services like SendCut, Send, or like other places, it's like, why am I going to spend 10 grand when I could just That's what I was wondering. It It doesn't make sense. Is like a big laser. Yeah, but that's just like like everything else, though. expensive toy. Yeah, -hmm. but you could say that about, like, why bother, you know, selling little lasers? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, why can't they they make the pump cheaper? You know what I mean? Like, like they make everything so cheap. Like, why can't this pump be made cheap? You know what I mean? Like, like, what is it about? There's got to be something in there that, like, you just can't make cheaply. Like maybe mm. the tolerance is like it's, it's be, like yeah. no matter what this so has to be perfect yeah. yeah like this one pot has to be exactly perfect you know what I mean because yep. it yep. can't yep. be like crazy proprietary stuff mm-hmm. in there you know well, what I mean? well also like, too think like about it thing. at one point they sold those machines for three thousand dollars I know I know because I, I bought that. mine I paid for mine thirty thirty two fifty I think yeah that's that wild. Is crazy and now that machine is ten thousand dollars so the question is. Were they selling them at a loss for three grand, or were, were, were could they make them for two? And now yeah. they're going, well, shit. If we if we have demand, why wouldn't we make eight thousand dollars per unit and yeah. sell them for ten? Yeah. 
you know, I don't know. I mean, I used to I know, mean, you know, a couple away. people within the company. Um, and listen, I, 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 I think that it has applications. I love that I have mine. It's awesome. Because I use yeah, it. Yeah, it is it's, cool. It's amazing. Yeah. And when I need it, like, on a moment's notice, like, you know, for certain applications, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Well, let me you ask know? you something. Would you yeah. pay ten grand for it? No. No. Yeah, no. there you go. I would give myself – I would give myself – if I had $10,000 in my hands – Right, I would put six thousand of it in a, in the market and put four thousand in a bank account and use it on send cut send exactly. to tell them, hey, listen, if I need an or if I need a part tomorrow, I'll pay you double what it what it quotes oh. at to get it tomorrow yeah. versus spending the money on the machine. You know what I mean? Like, and and they're even too busy to do that. But you know what I mean? That yeah. four grand could go really far. And I'm yeah. sure there's a, a local company like send cut send local water jet. A hundred percent. Company that yeah. you could go to. Oh yeah, near 100%. you. Hundred percent. You're hundred um, percent. It's like even just other things. Like I think Paul, I was talking to you about it. This guy that I I work with, he does t-shirts and stuff like that. So yeah. of course, like a lot of companies will say to him, "Hey, can you make this? Can you get me this? Can you get me this?" He showed me these awards he got. Um, for uh, the Boston Police Department, they mm-hmm. were crystal. Oh yeah, Chris, this is absolutely. Crazy. Amazing. I didn't, hear about, I didn't right? know about this. So he got these. I says, where the hell did you get those? He goes, I got them made on Alibaba. He goes, you can have stuff. He goes, companies that mm. make stuff will make the stuff and have it sent to you. And what he does, I says, but what do you do for like um, like importing and, you know, like a coming here freight? He goes, that's the thing. He goes, the shipping cost me like four to $500 because it ships by air. Yeah, but Chris, yeah, yeah. Look at these. These are crystal. Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? He had a bunch of them made. They're, mm. they're for people obviously listening, they're plaques and they're just engraved yeah. in, in, in crystal. And um They're it, like it, etched. Yeah, yeah. So it's and like it's an just, etched crystal. He got all these made. These were like eighty dollars each. Wow. Yeah, and it's just amazing that you know, like we I wouldn't even know where you would go around here to get those made. Like you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. It, it, it's like and oh, then we lost Paul. Yeah. Oh. Well, we're and, still recording. And, and, yeah, and then where would yo? Know, where would you go to get that made? How mm-hmm. much would those cost? Mm-hmm. And and the hard- thing is, you might be able to get them made. You might be able to get them made for a reasonable price, but you might need to order ten thousand of them yeah. for anybody to even hear yeah. you. When I was trying to get, I, I got a. a um, uh, uh, Paul's texting me. Um, so when I, I was bidding a project for a company actually in Boston and they wanted uh, some trophies made and they wanted yep. them anodized in a very yep. specific color, I reached out to five anodizers, two locally and three in the middle of the country because I mm-hmm. needed three of these done. Nobody yeah. even got back to me. Yeah. Because they were like, okay, wait, it's a custom color and you only need three of them? Like, oh, yeah, yeah sure. What are we going to charge you? $8,000 each. So I eventually told the company, you got to get these powder coated and they like didn't want to hear it. Um, and then, you know, whatever, it didn't work out. But yeah, so. this, this guy, he said, you can go on Alibaba and there's companies. I forget mm-hmm. what kind of certification he called it. But basically, when you pay, it goes like into an escrow and then it, the money gets released when you get the products. But he said it's basically like going to China and having like going to a, a factory and finding, you know, somebody to make you stuff. He goes, yeah. but it's online. Yeah, it's, it's just, through it's a uh, and it's through like a expediter or a um, yeah. liaison. Yeah, and um, my friends in Queens do that. So like they had, they had a, a, a 
an artist who was also a tattooer who wanted a custom-made tattoo gun made. Uh-huh. So they bid it out with American machine shops, and nobody would even do it because they only yeah. needed, like, three of them made. No one would even take it on for a reasonable price to do a short batch. You know, every machine shop was busy making, you know, whatever, uh-huh. a thousand of everything. So they went through their contacts in China, and they found a machine shop in China that would make them. All they had to do was send them the drawings. They sent them the drawings. They uh, they made one prototype, and before they even shipped it, they, like, FaceTimed them and, like, yeah. showed them that it worked. So they didn't even waste the money on, like, shipping the prototype and said, yeah. okay, make three or four more. It was, like, 20% of oh. what they thought they were going to yeah. spend. And it's it's crazy, and it's 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 – it's a little upsetting because if you think about like there was probably a machine shop that would have done it in America yeah. for the price that, you know, it was done in China. But how do you find that machine shop? You know, and it's so funny because I get so many inquiries through Instagram and my phone rings three or four times a week of some random person being like, hey, I found you on YouTube. Like, would you make this thing for me? Would you prototype this for me? And I don't have time to do them. So like I pass them off to other people or like I just tell them, hey, you know, thanks for reaching out, but I can't do it. But like. I have a large social media presence. So many of these other shops don't. So like, you know, I feel like a lot of these guys and it kind of goes back into this whole um, bitterness that a lot of people have about the Chinese and overseas manufacturing, like in India and all this shit. It's like, well, you know what? Like if nobody can find you, you know, like Bob, the machinist in like, you know, Nashua, New Hampshire, how are you? How can you be mad that no one's knocking on your door? You know, like they're yeah. not. They're, nobody's going on the penny saver anymore, looking for a guy who can like cut metal tubes. Like you have to take advantage of the of the current state of advertising if you want people to find you. And I think yeah. a lot of these people are like too stubborn to do it. They say, "I love a guy that can run a fucking Haas five axis machine who says he can't figure out how to use Instagram." Like, yeah. give me a break. You know, like you can run a complex toolpath. And make a part out of a block of aluminum that goes in like a, a Harrier jet. Yeah. But you can't tell me you can't, you can't figure out how to take pictures with your cell phone and post them on Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not that complicated. Yeah. So I don't know. I got to stop being that guy. Oh, well, you know, I mean, listen, nobody gets any sympathy from me when it comes to like, I can't figure out how to like be more successful on the internet. I'm like, you know how to, you just got to post more pictures of shit. Yeah. You know, you have to, you have to reach out. And if you don't like, that's what, like, you know, obviously before we started, that's why I just reached out to somebody because it's funny. I think sometimes people like, I think for me, particularly people will say, Oh, I thought you didn't do that type stuff, you know, and it's like, you know, I'll do anything. I'll try to do anything, you know, and that's why I want to kind of try to change what I'm doing, because like I like doing the signs and stuff like that. But I want to do the stuff where I'm just like making stuff and making some money. You and should change it, your name to something like make everything making, and then make, everybody make, <laughs> make money, make, make money, money. Job. make money. But it's funny. <laughs> try I, to. Know, yeah. Talking to somebody, I'll leave nameless. You know, I they have a a YouTube and an Instagram, and we were talking about like what's fulfilling and what's making you money. And for me, obviously, I want to do stuff that I really enjoy. But at the end of the day, I want to make some fucking money too. You know what I mean? Well, you have to. How else are you supposed to survive? Everything's expensive. Every every CNC bit that breaks, like it's like yeah, you know, two hours of pay. Oh yeah. And it's like, if I could spend 
two days, three days a week, batching out stuff for a company, mm-hmm. a prototyping. You know, yeah. I, that's why I get this guy. He's like, oh, I get all these companies reaching out to me. And I'm like, wow, how did they find this guy, you know? And it's like, you know, not that I want to, like I said, just do that, but I want to get more into that, you know, because it's nice too. like when I do those like bow ties and stuff, like it's nice to do a lot of one thing, make some money with no bullshit either. You know, you know what you're doing, you know what the job is, and then it's just done. You know, it's not like somebody's going to look at it and say, oh, I hung it up on the wall and I didn't like the way it looked with this. You know, it's just like, you know what you're making, you know what they're getting, and that's it. The deal's over. You know, like you don't have to think about it like uh, six months from now. Somebody's going to yeah. come back and say, I didn't like this or whatever, you know. So that's why I kind of want to get into that more, you know, more of that type stuff, you know. No slide yeah. flattening, though, too heavy. Oh. <laughs> Just... Can you imagine lugging those things in and out of your shop? Oh, no. You need a little chain hoist with a Ooh, run a, a steel uh, beam through the beam. shop. Just do a trolley. Do, do, yeah, do. you could. Paul. That'd I could help you with that. You could do that. Just I have like a trolley. Just a, a 30, I can give you thirty foot it. beam. Thirty foot beam. Front yeah, to back. We'll go right to that Open door. the door, dude. Oh, we could do a cutout in the door. We bring it right outside the door, like the I, meat you market. Know, you'd be like, better market. yet, better yet, buy another CNC, put it in the fucking yard be, with a tarp <laughs> over it. How it'd be cheaper you, to buy a new house? The crazy places I've put steel beams. Like, yeah. I could definitely get a beam in your basement if that, you wanted to. That's always the best, though, like, when you're in town, though, like, and you see, like, like Jackman. Jackman's got the second-floor shop. Like, you know, it's amazing how those places... Dude, there's a furniture place in Boston. They mm-hmm. redo furniture. They're up on the second floor. They have one. They hoist everything up to the second floor, bring it right in on a trolley, and it's yep. like... You know, they've probably been doing it that way 200 years. Well, that's so, no big deal. So my, like, one of my new tools, because we... Uh, we got digressed is that fly press that I got from oh, Lucas. Oh boy. So so that fly press that I got, if you guys haven't seen on my Instagram and Lucas from Man Made um, Instagram. So uh, a mutual friend um, or a friend of mine actually like made a deal to buy this uh, Perkins fly press and it's if anybody watches the Essential Craftsman, it's the exact same fly press that the Essential Craftsman has. And he made a deal to buy this fly press and then, you know, whatever, his situation changed or his desire to have it changed. And so he's, you know, he had already given a deposit for the machine to the, to the owner and didn't want to screw the guy and say, hey, I, I just don't want it, you know, and then try to get his money back. So he reached out to me and said, hey, man, you know, would you be interested in buying this? Because I just, I just don't want it and I, I want to see it go to a good home. So long story short, I wound up buying it and then I called Lucas to get it. And it was in... The guy had told me that it was in a shop in a residential neighborhood. So I assumed it was like my shop, like an industrial building, but a building itself in a residential neighborhood. Come to find out that it was a industrial building behind a house in a fully residential neighborhood. And you would never even know that this was literally a manufacturing building in Massachusetts. And this place had like machines on three floors in the basement on the first floor and on the second floor and big old line shaft lathes and flatteners and so much crazy shit. Um, it looked like such a cool shop. And I remember Lucas was like, dude, this guy has machines in here that they can't figure out how they're going to get out without taking down the building. And I was like, yeah, but they probably built that building around those machines. That's what you did in like the 1960s when you needed, or 1940s when you needed to like, you know, start a screw manufacturing company 
you bought the machine and you made the building work. You hired, oh, you know, 25 yeah. guys and a mule to drag the, you know, yeah. the, the shaper down into the basement or the, you know, metal planer. So that fly press, and I think you guys probably saw it on Instagram. When I bought it, it's a number four, and I was with Chris Cash when I, like, made the deal to buy it. And I said, Chris, I was like, I'm going to buy this fly press, you know, for X amount of dollars. I said, what do you think? He goes, I don't know, dude. That sounds like kind of a lot for only a number four. And I said, yeah, but this thing looks pretty big. He goes, dude, it's a number four. It's, you know, it's four tons. That's it. He goes, I think you're paying exactly what you should be paying. He goes, but you're not getting, like, a crazy deal. He goes, that price is fair market value. Come to find out that that fly press is like three times bigger than any number four fly press that any oh. other manufacturer makes. It weighs 900 pounds, and Lucas dragged it out of a basement with a come-along strapped to the back of his truck. So thank you to Lucas for getting me that. Fucking <laughs> like an animal. I love, uh, it. I love it. I'm excited for that thing. Oh, it's so nice. Another another tool to add to the collection this, this, right. this cool. one will definitely keep the shop from floating away 100 percent, big dude time. it's going there's a power hammer coming i know what used it. i just signed a deal paul uh, to do a sponsored video and uh it involves um some tools that i'll need to use in the video and and i've been motivated to make sure the power hammer gets done I by the middle of may because that's when the video is due by the sponsor um so yeah i'll talk a little bit more about it in the after show but um yeah it, it'll be running soon i really want to have cool. an i want to have another open house this summer mm. um maybe one that Derek can actually come to and jimmy and jeff and cliff and all those guys oh, and, yeah, yeah. and and that's really like what everybody has fun doing is like kind of blacksmithing at those things so it might be a little more on like the the closed side it might not be oh. public it might invite be more only. like an invite yeah. only yeah. and um you know like we'll see yeah, if keep, chris can come up keep the and, whack packers out yeah, you know, we'll I'll get my friend Chelsea to bring food again because the restaurant will be open by then. You know, but that it'll be a little looks more. Awesome, by the way. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. Next time you guys come down, um, we'll we'll definitely go there. Uh, but I think I want to do something like that this summer because I just feel like it'd be cool to hang out with everybody. You know, Cliff can take the train out. Um, you know, John won't come because he's he's too grouchy and and grumpy to to leave his little side of the island, but. He'll be there. Uh, yeah. Well, if Cliff comes, maybe I'd get John to come. But but Eric uh, Montecito, who actually helped me get the fly press, I know he's going to want to, like, see that thing and use mm-hmm. it. So it would be a good opportunity for him to come out. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I time it right, uh, it might work for everybody's schedule. you got to build a big-ass stand for that thing. Yeah. I've been, I've been um, kind That's of planning That's not going that. on wheels. No, it's not. It's definitely not. That's getting I, so bolted. Nice. So yeah, nice. I think what I'm going to do, around, right? I think what I'm going to do, Paul, is I'm going to make a stand with like, um, like pockets in it for mm-hmm. the pallet jack, and then inevitably for the forklift. Yeah. If I ever do need to move it, I can at least get something underneath it and like you know move it. Because if I don't, I'm, I'm going to have to drag it across the floor every time I need mm-hmm. to move it. You know, um, I'm st- I'm psyched though. It's going to be yeah. cool. Lucas nice. has a couple it's cool beautiful. things for me up in Massachusetts right now. Nice. So he doesn't anyway, have anything cool for me. That's my new tool. Oh, <laughs> oh burn! Ouch! Ouch! I wish I had sound effects. Mm. I feel like we for need a soundboard. I feel like yeah. Once we hit episode one hundred, I feel like we need to we need to hire a sound. We need to hire a researcher like Jamie from Joe Rogan and a uh, sound producer. You know, because then we'll have the budget. Once we get a hundred episodes, it's like cracking okay. a million subscribers that's when we get the we get the pay grade well that's the yeah that's grade. when we get the the award 
you know. Nice, nice. So anyway, what are you guys working on next, Derek? What's next? Well, um, I, I already told you what I'm working on. I, that's true. I'm, I got to finish up that, and then I am going back to shop renovation because I mm. have this other thing coming in that I need to make room for. So I 100% am going back to shop renovation because I have to make some room because I'm getting buried again. How's and the I'm, storage unit? Um, Do you I'm still go put stuff in it? Yeah. Or are you not, hoping well, that somebody really, takes everything? Yeah, I'm just that's hoping in it there. disappears. I'm actually going there today. There's nothing really else to put in there. That's the problem. Like this needs to be organized because there's room here. It just has to be utilized, and it's like I I just can't keep putting stuff in there because there's a lot of stuff I need, and it just um, I have to bite the bullet and just clean this place up. So. Dude, you know it would be kind of a funny strategy if you had, like, a bunch of shit that you weren't sure if you wanted to keep or throw away? Uh You get a storage unit for, like, month to month for, like, Uh whatever it is, $500 a month. You load it, and you give yourself, like, two months to decide if you want it, and then you just Uh abandon it. Dude, I was just thinking you get one of the – Yeah, it's like a dumpster, but it's free, and then it's done. You get one of the sheds. You get one of those sheds that you finance, and then you let – you just don't pay for it, and you let them repossess (laughs) it with all your stuff in it. (laughs) That's what you you got to do is there's so much stuff in that storage unit that I will never use Mm. that I, I, I mean, I honestly, I just can't see myself bringing myself getting rid of like, I just like, I used to do a lot of tile work. I have like every tile and tool there is like, Mm. I just like, I don't even know how I would sell it. Like, just like, cause somebody give it away. I I just gave away a bunch of shit Mm. that I had listed for sale. Cause I was like, I can't, I just don't even want it. Yeah. I, I, I really have to, and it, it's it's. I have a hard time letting go. I just really, I have to because it's like, honestly, that stuff. I haven't touched it in five years, mm. you know. And it's like, you know. But part of me, I'm like, I have a few projects around the house I gotta do, so it's like I keep justifying it that way. But I ain't touching it. You know, it's just it's gotta go. It's gotta go. It's gotta oh, go. One of my patrons need Thailand stuff, you know. Dude, I, I I need to continue my my purge that I've been doing here, and I've been I've been doing pretty good. But it's so funny. I was talking to Macklin about it yesterday. Like I usually post stuff for sale on Facebook Marketplace and sell it within like two days. And right. I don't know if it's like my local economy or I know Facebook has been pushing sponsored sale ads lately. And I've been getting a lot of messages on my Facebook from the Facebook app saying, like, boost your post. So I don't know if maybe they're trying to encourage people to buy. You know, like, I think I don't know if I'm being throttled by Facebook because I didn't boost them. But, dude, I had a dust collector, a two horsepower dust collector. I listed for 200 bucks. I lowered it to 150. I lowered it to 100 and still not one message about it for a two horsepower, like, you know, full size like industrial, yeah. basically ready I, dust I collector wanna, for a hundred dollars. Downer, but I've talked to two people that sell for a living on Instagram and stuff mm. like that, and they said their sales are down. Nobody's buying anything. Really it's scary, yeah, dude. Because yeah, because just, everything's too expensive. That's what my brother said, dude. I have three motorcycles up on cra- on marketplace right now. All my motorcycles up on marketplace. I've gotten maybe three messages about them, yeah. and every single wow. one is like is like 40% of my asking price. And I'm not asking like, it's not like I'm asking 10 grand for my Harley. You know, I'm asking like market price for, for the bikes and I'm getting like stupid low offers or none at all. And I'm like, this is crazy. 
You know, like I think people are realizing like the party's over. It's houses just, you know, and cars yeah, and everything's gas, too expensive. You know, gas, you fill up yeah. Your truck and it was sixty dollars now. You know what? It's funny though it's because like, I thought the motorcycles would sell fast because of the gas, of the gas prices. I thought yeah. with the spring season and with gas prices, people would be going. You know what? I gotta get. I can't be driving to Manhattan anymore. I gotta take a. I gotta take a bike. You know, like you get a hundred miles of the gallon on a on a small motorcycle, seventy five miles to the gallon. You know. So, yeah, yeah, I was just shocked. Um, and I'm actually thinking about just like going to like a power sports dealer because there's like a couple around and seeing if I can trade the bikes in for like something for upstate, like a Polaris, you know, like something oh, yeah. that I can like use or like a nice quad with like a plow or something, or just whatever. something that's more useful to me, you know, like, because it's like, I don't, I don't want the motorcycles and they're taking up space. And if I get something with utility that I can have for a long time, you know, then it's worth it, and it's like you know the 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 money would be great to have too, but not having them in my garage and having something a little more utility based, I think would be awesome. So I gotta like call a local like you know like I said like a Polaris dealer or something and go, hey, listen, you know this is kind of a weird deal, but you know if you wanted these, I'd I'd make you a great fucking trade. You know, probably like way undervalue for me yeah. and overvalue for them just to get these things out of my life. I mean, those those Polaris things are expensive, right? Like how much are those? They're expensive. I mean, twenty. You're gonna grand. get like the They're tires expensive. of the Polaris. Like, yeah, from exactly. That but you know what? I mean, it'd it's be better so, than it's yeah. easy. You know. Well, you all I need. I, I was hoping that Jimmy was gonna get a new one so that I could uh, convince him to sell me his old one. But the last Jimmy time I was there, he still spent some one. more money on some new toys. You should go get a brand new big huge truck. Get himself mm-hmm. a new Polaris. You know. Well, I heard last time I was up there that he was looking at a, a piece of machine. Well, it's funny because Rojas was looking for it. And I was like, Rob, you just want this thing for yourself. And he was like, well, you know, I think it'd be really useful to have. I'm like, okay, <laughs> Rob. I'm like, all right, you know. I said, I know that. So, anyway, what have you guys been watching while we wrap this up? Oh. Anything good? Oh, uh, here we go. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to recommend um, Izzy Swan because I just watched him. And okay. I just his love Izzy Swan. His, yeah, and his video just really kind of spoke to me. The CNC one. It's a couple weeks old, and um, but you know he does great stuff with everything. But I just thought the video was really good talking about CNCs and making money and stuff like that. So that's what I'm gonna go with. Mm-hmm. What about you, Paul? Anything good? Um, I I I guess this is kind of interesting. A little scary. I watch. I was watching just compilations of crane disasters. <laughs> oh Jesus! And like <laughs> cranes collapsing. Oh no! It's so bad. Like the biggest cranes you'll ever see just collapsing. Like cranes on barges. Mm-hmm. The barge flips over, and both the cranes go into the water. I just saw uh, that one. It's just nuts. Like I it popped up. You watch the investigating ones where they go mm-hmm. through like. I've how seen and why. some of that. Those yeah. are pretty good. Yeah. Those are pretty good. It's crazy though. It's like these modern cranes. It's like how is how are the cranes not like screaming with alarms that they're about to tip over? Like they probably are though. And these guys are just and they're just going like I, I think a lot of that though is like gotta be slow... other countries. Oh too. yeah, where they're like oh this thing beeps all the time. You know like it's like. Because I feel like crane operators here, you know, it's pretty regulated and mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. Um, safe. But yeah. I don't know. I the, there, there's been some wild shit on these things. Yeah. Like, and it does blow my mind how big some of these cranes are. I know. I know. I look at them in Boston. It's I'm amazing. Saying, I would never, ever, ever. But never you know what I was thinking there. about is I was when I was in Florida, 
in West Palm Beach, they have a lot of big tower cranes up on some of the high-rise like apartment mm-hmm. buildings. What happens when a hurricane hits Florida and there's a hundred mile an hour wind? Like they try to cranes, they take them down. They, they, they must, can. right? Yeah. They have to take them down. But, there's no way. Sometimes they can't. So yeah, like they, the they, last, they point them like into the wind. They let or, them free, or free they, they let them spin. Yeah, yeah. They let them spin. Yeah. I, cause, but even cause, still. Dude, it's so crazy. So wh- there was that big hurricane. Now I can't remember. I, there's been so many. I can't remember like the names of them. But um, one a couple of years ago uh, where I had done a job in Florida, hurricane proofing a roof for mm. the furniture. And I don't know if I ever talked about it on this podcast, but I had a client who had a, a pretty amazing penthouse apartment in um, on Ocean Beach Drive in Miami Beach. You know, it was at one point it was the most expensive apartment ever listed in miami's history that that apartment that i worked on and they brought the furniture to the roof by crane but the building was a post-tension um concrete you know structure so you couldn't drill into the slab because it had pre-tensioned um cables running through it so they couldn't there was nowhere to put the furniture inside there was no vestibule that could fit it so we designed a hurricane plan that involved three quarter inch eye bolts bolted into the uh, poured concrete core of the building and all the furniture being tipped up on end and then strapped with like 10k straps to the core of the building basically like wrapping around the building vertically and i went down to florida and did it so when this hurricane was coming i remember being like yo make sure you guys stick to the hurricane plan that like we produced on strapping up this furniture and i was watching videos of south florida seeing like tiles blowing off of roofs and just flying for like hundreds of feet and the tower cranes just spinning in circles and you're like holy shit you know it's crazy dude yeah, scary stuff it's amazing more people don't die from like debris in those moments oh you know okay. or maybe we just don't hear about it yeah. but my uh, thing that I've been watching, I listened to both of these, and I think every, I feel like everybody should, is uh, Elon Musk just uh, was interviewed by TED, you know, like the TED Talk oh, company. Yeah, yeah. So there's two interviews with Elon Musk. One is like a, just him sitting down on a stage talking uh, to this guy. I can't remember the, the interviewer's name. Just talks about like what he's got going on. And the other one is him at the new Gigafactory in Texas, like the, you know, like the one of the largest buildings on the planet. And both of them are just like so super interesting. I'm really, I just, I'm interested in Elon Musk just as like a visionary person for like the future of the planet. Um, And he, he really interests me and all the stuff he's got going on. So I just feel like uh, it's, it's worth listening to one or both of these just to kind of see like what he's got going on. It's pretty wild. He talks about their plans for space, and, like, Mm. it's so crazy. (laughs) Shout out to Elon Musk for making a car that literally completely shut down in the middle of the post road on Fairfield. My mother was driving her car. She forgot to plug it in. dude. No, no, she got too much rubbing alcohol in the port. (laughs) Dude, the computer shut down. She's in the middle of the road, the busiest road in my town. The thing shut down. Yeah, too much rubbing alcohol on the dash. Restart it. Too much rubbing alcohol on the dash. It could be. I'm telling you. They're gonna find. They're gonna. They're gonna open it up, and the thing. They're gonna be like, "What's that smell? There shouldn't yeah. be any like. There shouldn't be any fuel bleach, in this thing." Yeah. yeah, they're gonna be like, "Huh? This car stinks like bleach." She's all the cables that were it. colored are all just white now. The whole she's wiring harness is just all white cables. She was, she was cleaning it this morning when I walked out of the garage. I'm, I just like shook my head. Yeah, I'm like, this is crazy. 
You're going to go blind one day. You're going to wake up one day and you're like going to be completely blind. You're going to be like, what the fuck's going on? My and your phone, doctor's going to be like, it's the bleach. My phone, I was, I was watching a video last night in bed after it got cleaned because when I entered the house, the phone's got to get cleaned. And it was like you could hear the speaker crackling because there's like liquid in the phone. Oh, my I'm God. I'm like, nice. <laughs> it's just, you know. Love this it. is it. I don't know All what right. to do. Dude, did you ever see, though, there's parts about that car that are, like, incredible. And then the other parts of the car are like, this is just stupid. But, like, if you get into an accident in the back of that car and the electronic doors, because there is no handle, don't work. You're just you know how you have to get out of the car? What, you through the to, windshield? You have to break open the speaker cover of the car oh, and way a, down a on the ground and there's like this little cable that you have to pull. So nice. it's like great when the car's engulfed in flames. Yeah. And my, you know, you got passengers in the speaker! back of the car. Kick the it's speaker. like who the hell is going to know to rip open the speaker and then search for a little cable that you got to pull like down on the ground. I'm surprised there isn't some sort of sensor that like blows the speaker cover off, you well, know. How about this? Put a handle in. Do we yeah, need buttons true. for everything? Just put a handle in. Yeah. It's so crazy. That's why I don't know. Yeah. It's like people are going to die. Like, that's actually insane that that's allowed. I didn't realize that. And then I thought about it. I'm like, how do you get out of this car? Because the front has handles, but the back for all the passengers don't have any handles. Yeah, that's drive. scary. That's crazy. I'd freak. And my mom, like, loves the car. But then part of it's like, like, why, why are we going to get another? Like, would we ever get another one? Because yeah. it's just like, how do you have a car that shuts that just shuts off? Yeah, that's... It's not even like you could turn the steering wheel or, like, push it. Yeah. If the thing shut down, the steering wheel locked up. That's it, dude. It's like, what if that happens on the highway? I mean, but that's also, like, any modern car, you know? Like, Maybe the Russians have They can all shut off, well, you know? Well, I wonder... I'd like to look up what cars are actually, like, drive-by-wire and which ones still have connections, at least with the steering. Because I know a lot of cars are power steering, but there's still a connection. And some are completely, like, drive-by-wire where there's just a steering wheel and then, like, a sensor, and then mm -hmm. it just turns the tires, like... Dude, I, used, I had a friend in high school whose car would shut down like that, and when it would shut down, he'd lose his power steering. Uh -huh. And it was, like a suburb, it was like a Chevy Suburban. So we'd be driving down the road, all of a sudden the car would just shut off. But we, it, him and I would both have to grab the steering wheel uh -huh. and, like, he, just to pull over. It was brutal. It yeah. was brutal, brutal. Right, it was horrible, cars, and yeah. then and then the thing was so That's how fucking the heavy. Used to be too. Yeah, and exact same thing with the brakes. Yeah. So he'd be, have both his feet on the brakes, and he'd be yeah. and we, both of us would be pulling the steering wheel over like you thought like the steering wheel was going to break before the car would get over to the yeah. side of the road, and then we would try to push it, and we would just barely get on the road, and then we would just like walk somewhere. And this just might give be up. a stupid question, but how on earth did? Because they obviously have had like tractor trailers for a while before there were power steering, like. What did you do with like a Big Mac dump truck? Like, how did you turn the as wheels? As long as it was suicide moving, handle. It was yeah. As long yeah. as it was. Moving, you ever seen a suicide? Like, if it was moving, yeah. Yeah. But you ever seen a suicide knob? That like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's like a force multiplier. Have you ever used one or had a car? Well, I have one, Derek. Like, you probably have. Oh yeah. Yeah, but dude, yeah, in a car. Truck had one. I had a friend who had one in his car, and it, like once you once you have one in a car, you're like, holy shit! I wish I had this in my car. And then you're like, mm. ah, I don't want to die. Uh. They are fun though. They're great. Yeah. 
if you want if you want to be entertained, watch a video of the new Tesla uh, Plaid with the yoke instead of the steering wheel. Oh, that's a great option. It is so fucking stupid. This guy is trying to drive on like a performance track, and you know yeah. you know what you know what I mean, Derek. The yoke uh-huh. is it's like this yeah. big, and he's yeah. like trying to turn, and you're you can see him in the car, and then you see the overhead shot, and he, he looks like someone who has, doesn't have their license yet. Because he's having so much trouble, like getting around the track with this stupid thing. It's like why that are be we illegal. eliminating things that are perfectly yeah. functional? Yeah, it's just like Apple it's like, with the the ports. You know? It's just we you don't need it. And also, by the way, when you try and use that stupid screen in the middle, like I know it's cool, but it's absolutely no different than texting on your phone. Like to turn your air condition on in in the Tesla, you're like <laughs> swiping and pressing and. It's yeah. no different than me sending a text on my phone. Yeah. If anything, it's Perfect. easier because, like, you know, on your phone, you kind of know where you are holding the phone and you know where every letter is. You could pretty yeah. much type it's without a short looking. path. It's a short this path thing, around. You're like <laughs> searching for the buttons on this big screen. It's yeah. like I don't even get it. It's like just yeah. like texting. Oh. You know. God. We're really in for. It. We should go back to horses and buggies. Oh. Well. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We are yeah. <laughs> back in business. Um, I don't know what our episode is going to be like next week because Derek will be in England. Maybe Derek's going to have, like, an overseas, um, you know, overseas edition, you Ooh, know? Maybe we can do that. You know, I think that might be good. So stay tuned next week just, just to see who might show up or won't be here. You never know on the Handmade pa- Podcast. We keep you guessing. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Check out Derek from Alden on Patreon, patreon.com slash Derek from Alden. And um, nice yeah. glasses, Paul. See you guys nice. later. Bye. Thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.